So hello everyone and thank you for being here. Um, welcome to our first Fashion Potluck podcast session. Um, here we are in our office in Amsterdam. We just had a nice cup of coffee and I'm in the company of uh, Brenda, an expert in eating disorders, Katri, a contributor to Fashion Potluck and uh, myself, Una, the content manager of Fashion Potluck. So, should we start with a little introduction? Yeah, about that's fine. Okay. So, Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hello. Uh, my name is Brenda, Brenda Grunt, and I am 36 years old, and I live in The Hague, which is a city by the west coast uh, of Holland. Okay. Um, I've been working with eating disorders since 2009, and I work with the underlying issues uh, of people with eating disorders. Could be um, uh, women, can be men, and I'm a group counselor, and I also do training um, for clients, but also for... Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Uh, okay, so since we're going to be talking about eating disorders, could you tell us a bit more actually about eating disorders, a short introduction? Um, well, I think that uh, with eating disorders, people generally think about anorexia. And uh, there's actually many more eating disorders that people wouldn't normally think of. Um, I think anorexia has been hyped a lot in the media, okay. and therefore it's one of the most common or well-known eating disorder. Yeah. But there is also bulimia nervosa, binge eating disorder, and lately there's also emphasis on orthorexia nervosa uh, and uh, anorexia athletica. Okay. And I can give you some more information about that if you like. Yes, sure. I think that would be nice to go a bit more into details. Yeah, it would be. And one follow-up question would be interesting to know, why do you think so? Why there is so much focus on anorexia? Yeah, well, that's actually a good question. I think um, there's a lot of emphasis in, in, in the world of fashion and also in, uh, in uh, magazines for women, how to lose weight, to be thin, but also the anorexia side, it's very visible, so it's yeah. very easy to see, oh, mm. she's got an eating disorder. It's very easy to uh, spot and discuss. Well, actually, a lot of people struggle with eating uh, in one way or another, but it's just not as visible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's because we always kind of hear about the features of the eating disorders, but what are actually the causes of these behaviors? Um, what kind of uh, develops an eating disorder? Well, it's always different uh, in, in different uh, people, um, but low self-esteem is one of the most uh, common underlying causes, uh, combined with other uh, underlying causes, but it's sort of the same for every eating disorder, that a low self-esteem is really a big part of developing an eating disorder. Okay. Um, also, uh, media, yeah. contributes a lot to developing an eating disorder. There's this misconception that you can all only be successful when you're thin, you look good, uh, you're perfect, because otherwise you're never going to get that job yeah. or that boyfriend. Or So there's a lot of pressure from the outside world as well. Um, what I think that also does not help is not knowing how to deal with your emotions. I think a lot of people come from a background, or from a family where it's... Um, they didn't really learn how to deal with their emotions. Yeah. And um, an eating disorder um, 
well, doesn't help dealing with emotions, but um, you, you can develop one when you don't have proper or appropriate coping mechanisms to deal with your emotions. Okay, yeah. that's interesting because uh, I actually read that um, people who have an eating disorder, they kind of don't want to let it go because they think it makes them uh, more exceptional and unique. So are there other um, personality predispositions which make them kind of more prone? Because I have read that a lot of people who are, for instance, perfectionists, they also kind of are uh, more prone to having an eating disorder. Uh, perfectionists, uh, yeah, probably. A lot of people with an eating disorder are very uh, perfectionist. And um, I think uh, having high levels of uh, uh, anxiety and yeah. stress also contributes to developing an eating disorder. So it's, it's a control issue. I think um, when, when everything around you is out of your control, this can be the, the environment where you live in or the position that you're in. Um, an eating disorder is, it is about your body. So when the whole world around you feels like you have no grip on it, no control over it, your, your body is always something that you can control yeah. and also what you what you take in food-wise um, yeah okay. okay that's interesting very interesting and you know you mentioned the control so if you you work with people with uh, this kind of disease or disorder so what are the first steps to take for the people to get get you know get a bit looser or get rid of that control I think uh, I think it's very important to help them grow their self-esteem and to uh, develop control over other areas in their lives. And this can be in very small steps. It's not something you can just take away from somebody. Mm. Like, okay, this, this controlling behavior food-wise, you cannot take that away from people without giving something back. So it's best to just grow um, the, the, the sense of self and the self-worth um, so that the eating disorder can become smaller and smaller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if you you mentioned uh, because yeah you work work with the people, um, how long does it usually take? What is the how is the recovery process usually? Ooh, that is always such a difficult <laughs> question to yeah. answer because yeah. everybody is so unique and. Um, yeah, it also really depends on what kind of help somebody is getting, but also what happens uh, in the meantime while somebody is on the road of recovery. I mean, um, things happen. Maybe your your father passes away. Of course, it's gonna give a huge setback in your recovery. So, there, whereas somebody takes four years, somebody else can take ten years. But then again, if if you're really if you're really early with mm -hmm. getting finding the right help. It, it, it could take you maybe a year or two. It's, mm, okay. It really depends on the person, but also how long have they had their eating disorder for before they got help. Yeah. Yeah. But is there like a specific age group that uh, is more prone to having an eating disorder or it really affects uh, different people? Because we always kind of have uh, younger girls that we yeah. think have an eating disorder, but is that actually true? Yeah, that is the image that we get through the media, is that it's all, always young girls and they always have anorexia. Well, actually, uh, you can have an eating disorder when you're 40, 50, 60. I mean, it's not a specific group that develops an eating disorder. It's not only just about women, it's also about men. Men mm. also develop eating disorders. I mean, more than ever is it really important for men these days to look good, to look perfect, yeah. uh, 
hairless bodies, abs, uh, <laughs> everything, and especially also in the gay community, is very important to look perfect, to okay. find the right partner and to be successful. Um, but also older people, I mean, we all know the image of the older man that is obese and, yeah. and eats alone because he, you know, in his house he is alone and he gets lonely and he deals with it by eating a large amount of crisps, for instance. Yeah. Oh. I mean, eating disorders, it's such a wide, uh, right, a broad subject. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, but definitely. We, we only get to see that, that one little uh, piece of it through the media usually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think there is some work to be done for that because I remember from my uh, childhood, me and my or childhood when I was a teenager, me and my friend, we we were kind of looking up to these people who were having you know eating disorders. I remember this weird discussion between me between me and my friends saying, "Oh, I wish we could be able to throw up." You know, really? that we don't have the reflex. Oh, to throw up. Yeah, okay. we, I wish we could, but we can't because, you know, I don't have the reflex. I cannot be a good bulimic person. So I think there is, there is, this, uh, there is this image and I think there is also a bit of admiration for these people. Mm -hmm. And we have mentioned a lot of time now, I think, media. So how, you know, I, I think this could be a discussion of how can we get away from that? How can we? Uh, how can we really show the variety of you know of this issue? And how do we make it not such a cool thing? You yeah. know to have. Yeah, I think it, it's only with with the young girls. I mean, with all young people, we all want to belong yeah. somewhere. And you you can have subcultures like uh, punks or hippies or. You know, and we all need to have the feeling that we belong to a certain group to identify ourselves. And mm. if that group happens to be people with eating disorders dying to be thin, then then you have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think, um, yeah, the, 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 the idea of feeling better than everybody else because you are strong enough to starve yourself, uh, maybe that's only in the beginning, but hopefully as they get older they will realize that the health consequences that they suffer and realize that it's actually not a cool thing but they need help yeah because um, when when you're that young and you, you don't really suffer the consequences immediately mm. from your actions but it can go really fast and some th some consequences are irreversible so yeah yeah but how, how um, for instance, if you're doubting that someone has an eating disorder, what characteristics are going to kind of make you uh, suspect? Oh, that's a very good question. Yeah, <laughs> because um, there, there's a lot of uh, things that you can notice uh, in somebody that has an eating disorder. Um, but all these things do not necessarily uh, mean that somebody has an eating okay. disorder. So... Um, you can never really know for sure, so I want to say that always be careful with yeah. diagnosing somebody with an eating disorder. You're not an expert, you can have okay. your suspicions, but please don't, please be aware of the fact that it might not be the case, although you think it is. Um, but yeah, a lot of people with eating disorders, they suffer from depression, uh, anxiety, tend to isolate themselves, and I think you can tell when somebody is um, getting more and more depressed, isolating themselves, um, not engaging in social um, um, interactions. Yeah, social interactions. For instance, not coming out uh, to the pub or coming for dinners or birthday parties. 
Um, declining food when offered. If, if everybody eats a cookie and that person always says no. Um, maybe you find wrappers of food here and there. But you wonder, like, why are you hiding this? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe talking about being thin. Like, oh, I'm so fat, I'm so fat. Well, actually, you think... I think it's the opposite, you're really skinny. So yeah. you actually do talk about it, in a way? So some people do actually talk about it. But yeah. do you think that's kind of their way of asking for help? Oh, it's funny you mentioned that, actually. <laughs> um, maybe. I, I don't know, maybe. but it could be. Because it's so it's such a contradiction, being really underweight and thin, and then at the same time saying, uh, oh, I feel so fat. Yeah. yeah. It could... Maybe you could interpret it like that. And also, um, also they don't realize they are that, that skinny because body dysmorphic, uh, uh, body dysmorphic disorder also okay. occurs in people with eating disorders. So somebody, sometimes people think they're really big. And if you ask them, draw yourself on the wall and, and show, show me how big you think you are, they would draw somebody that's massive. Well, actually they're like stick thin. Um, so yeah, but um, sorry, d does that make them aware of their eating disorders? Because sometimes uh, uh, I read posts of girls and they're like, I really want to get help and everything. So that's kind of also very contradictory. So do you think they are aware that they have an eating disorder? Some of them are and some of them are not. And some okay. of them are on, on, on the boundary of realizing that they've got an eating disorder and need help, but sometimes doubt still comes in, like, oh, it's not that bad, is it? Yeah. I mean, I see mm -hmm. all these pictures of anorexic women with um, uh, sitting in wheelchairs because they're not allowed to move anymore because they might lose weight. I mean, yeah, I've got a bit of a problem, but it's not that bad. Okay. You know, yeah. asking for help is really scary. Yeah. So, um, yeah, once you get that help, it's, it's easy to say like, oh, this is getting scary. It's about my emotions. It's about my inner world. Um, maybe it's not that bad and yeah. turn the other way. Yeah. Um, so it almost sounds because it's such a wide array of, of, of issues. So there's, there's different uh, sides to this. Uh, can I call it a disease? Is it, a, is it a okay to call it a disease or would it be an issue? What is, what is the right term to, to actually For some people it's an it. issue, and for yeah. some people it's really a disease. I think that, that, that it varies in how, how extreme the eating disorder is. I mean, there's an eating problem yeah. and there's an eating disorder. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and everything, uh, everything, everything in between. between. Yeah. yeah. And then it comes to uh, realizing that now this is really becoming an issue and now I need help. Yeah. Yeah. And that is usually when people start to notice that, for instance, uh, uh, vitamin deficiency, they get anemia or hair starts falling out, uh, irregular heartbeats, uh, yeah. uh, no more concentration for work or school or isolating yourself. Um, when, when these uh, consequences start turning up that's usually when people start realizing okay i really need help okay okay i mean if we have people now listening and they maybe start feeling you know i can really recognize myself in this uh what is what is the best step to take is it to go to your your own doctor or what is the step to take to get help 
That is a very good question because you would say go to your doctor, to your yeah. GP. That would yeah. be the most logical step to take. I would advise that. Um, at the same time, uh, don't be discouraged if your doctor or your GP um, does not take you seriously because I have heard so many stories of women that go to their GP finally saying like, oh, I, I think I've got yeah. an eating disorder, I need help. Mm. And then their doctor is like, well, you look fine to me, just eat an extra yeah, sandwich and yeah. you'll be good. Um, so some some GPs actually uh, know more about eating disorders, some don't. But yeah, do that as a first step and don't be discouraged. And, and also look beyond help uh, from your GP. There's yeah. a lot of places where you can go to for appropriate help. Self-help groups, um, individual therapists. Um, have a look around and see what is available, and also read comments online on how people have experienced their treatment. Yeah. Mm. Because it's it's a big world out there with a lot of therapists and a lot of um, um, yeah, there's a lot of help available. It's a bit of a jungle out there sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But the first step is go to your GP and and yeah, see if. Uh, you can, you can have your blood levels checked to see if you have no vitamin deficiencies and things like that. Get a physical checkup hmm. first. Yeah. That's the main thing. But um, if, for instance, you're a relative or a friend of someone who has an eating disorder, what can you do to help them? Because <clears throat> I've read once that a father from a girl who had anorexia said it feels like the whole family has anorexia. Yeah. So what can they do if they can do anything? Um... Because it's such a complex, uh, uh, such a complex case, um, it's probably. Mm, let me think. Most of the time, it's a problem of the whole family, yeah. uh, of the, the, the family dynamics, and they're all part of the problem in a way. It's it's just that the one with the anorexia shows the symptoms and seems to be the problem, mm. while actually they're all part of yeah. the problem. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, what what they can do. The biggest mistake that people make when they have somebody with anorexia in, in their family is that they will be overbearing, will be over controlling, will be like looking at their plate like have you eaten enough yeah. and like actually the, 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 the way to deal with it is not to take a step forward but to take a step backward, maybe mm -hmm. three, to stop being over controlling okay. and give the person with anorexia, the feeling that it's gonna be okay and that show them trust that you have faith in them that they can actually overcome this. So don't don't sit on their lap and try and control their every movement because that's just gonna cause them more um, stress, anxiety, and and that makes that they can eat even less because I don't know how you are, but when, when you're really stressed, you can't eat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So if you know that, oh my God, I'm going to have to go home and there's my parents and they're going to be watching me all the time and going to be judging me, controlling me, it just works the opposite direction. I think it's really important to have faith in your child and take a step back and say that you believe in them. Okay. Yeah, because in the end it comes to the emotions and the control. So yeah. also I think if you think about your loved ones to make them real feel valued, I think yeah. that can be the first step and making everybody around you feel valued yeah. and uh, 
and you know say it's, you don't have it all together that's completely fine you know none of us have I feel Nobody's that is perfect exactly and I think now that that's a bit of the issue nowadays that you see perfection everywhere you know you only post an Instagram where you have dancing great you know have a great holiday great yeah. life you went to one run in the morning and then you ate porridge But you know, the next morning you wake up in a hangover at 1 a.m. and eat uh, kebab. Yeah. You know? But you would not post this. Yeah. So I think here comes uh, showing also a bit of the reality to everybody around you because if this issue is only not, you know, it's not only for teenagers, it can be whatever age and whatever group of people. I think that you know that could be already the first step. Definitely, definitely. I feel like the role of media is huge and actually. Um, there are a lot of so-called pro-Anna and pro-Mia forums, which uh, kind of are where girls with eating disorders support each other in their behaviors. And uh, the forums, they kind of promote self-guilt, they contain rules of fasting. Yeah. And I was really um, shocked when I saw that. So I was wondering... I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very shocking. And the, the thing about it is so easy to uh, reach it. And I feel like if you have an eating disorder and if you uh, come across that group, it just can become even worse. But do you know if someone is doing something to prevent this? I, I think that's it's a whole free internet discussion, like should you allow this to be yeah. there on the internet and how, what kind of an impact does it have when you prohibit these kind of things, mm. because people always find a way to find each other yes, and yeah. do these things, I mean, perhaps they would go on the dark web or, I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it's about awareness, raising awareness and, and promoting um, good self-care and, and, and becoming a, a happy and healthy person is probably more effective than uh, prohibiting sites like this. Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. But um, what are the main misconceptions then when it comes to the eating disorders? I think the biggest uh, misconception is um, that the eating disorder is about food. Okay. Because an eating disorder is actually not about food. It's about um, dealing with emotions in the wrong way, not being able to deal with stress in a certain, in a healthy way. Um, eating disorders are not about food. Eating disorders are about control and perfectionism and low self-esteem. And uh, yeah, I think that that's the biggest one. We've talked about the other one already, where. Um, the misconception is that it's only a thing for young girls that want yeah. to be thin. Mm -hmm. It actually affects all people uh, of all genders and all ages. But mainly it's not about food. It's not about food at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what would be what would be the place to let's see, you know, you have this issue of not being able to deal with your emotions and it can be also different, for example, you know, alcohol is your way of dealing with emotion. Mm -hmm. I think this is only one part where you have uh, then problems with, with food, but so should this be teaching the schools, you know, how to deal with your emotions? Yeah, that's should, that's where, where, can you, where can you go and, uh, and learn this? That's a very good question. I think a lot of people don't learn this at home and uh, school could be a place where there can be more uh, attention to these things. I think it would be great if schools can put more attention uh, towards uh, becoming a happy and healthy person in the first place mm, and, and working yeah. on your self-health and, and, and your uh, self-esteem. Uh, but in schools we, we 
we generally get told that it's important to be competitive uh, it's important to be the best to get the best grades yeah, run yeah. the fastest which actually also contributes to developing being perfectionist having the feeling that you're never really good enough because there's always somebody better than me yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I, I think addressing these things in school is actually a really good idea yeah yeah, yeah. Definitely. And there, you know, I'm I'm a big on yoga, and for me, that's a life changing thing. And I, of course, then I preach it to everybody else. You know, yeah. you at all stress, just do yoga, everything will be fine. But that's also it's not for everybody. You know, that's true. So it's it's a bit it's easy to say, yeah, just you know, just start yoga and you'll be fine. Just it's, relax. It's, so just yeah. relax. It's it's not like that. <laughs> and it's really difficult when like the world around you is going really fast and yeah. and everything changes really. Fast fast and you have to um, keep up keep up keep up all the time and yeah. then it's really easy to say just relax but the yeah. pressure is still there yeah and how do you deal with this pressure definitely, definitely. Yeah. but um, actually girls with eating disorders they are afraid kind of of so many things for instance I read they're afraid of shaking hands with uh, bigger people because they fear that they're going to transmit oil or they don't use a toothpaste because they think it contains a lot of calories and don't lick stamps because it oh they can get <laughs> calories oh really yeah uh, it's just like uh, such a long list but um what would you say to these girls about these misconceptions is there kind of like a message you would like to send them oh well, before before we get to the message, I would like to okay. send them. I think this is a very extreme case. I think this is such. Um, then you're already so deep into your eating disorder yeah. when you start worrying about putting body lotion mm. on your skin because you absorb. Yeah. You might absorb the oils that are in there. I mean, that means that you're already so deep into your eating disorder. Okay. Um, um, it's it's pretty extreme, but when you are in that stage where you fear these things please do get help because life is here to enjoy and it, it's just such a shame when you have to go through life and that you only live once and you're not able to lay on the beach and enjoy the, the, enjoy the water and enjoy the sun and enjoy the warmth on your skin because you're only worrying about is there some fat here? Yeah. What if mm -hmm. I put sunscreen on? Does it make me fatter? Yeah. What, what do people think when they see me in my bikini? I mean life is not made to um, worry yeah. about mm -hmm. all these things um, please get help because the sooner you get help the more yeah, the sooner you can start enjoying your life and and see what really matters like the sunshine your friendships <laughs> your family exactly. definitely definitely yeah. but um uh, they can kind of recover, but it feels like the uh, the disorder never really goes away. Why do these relapses keep happening to girls? Um, I think there's a lot of similarities with other addictions. Um, for instance, alcohol or drugs. If you have been doing certain, if you've had certain behavioral patterns throughout your life, um, you will always be prone to take that path again when something bad happens in your life. For instance, you can be in recovery of an eating disorder and everything can go really well. And you can have the feeling like, okay, I've got this under control. I've got like ways of dealing with negative emotions. And um, But then, for instance, a relative dies or your, your boyfriend splits up with you. Yeah. And probably the first thing you'll think is like, oh, um, stop eating or um, 
binge eat again or mm. I mean it's like a recovering alcoholic that the first thing you think of is like okay I'm gonna buy alcohol mm. yeah um, and there's nothing wrong with that I mean we don't have to have this idea that it will go away completely yeah and it's gonna feel like it's never been there because it's just not realistic um, I think it's more important that you know that you're prone to take this path when things get difficult and that you learn how to deal with it and and, and then I think you're very far on your way to recovery but it will always be there yeah. I, I don't believe that it will disappear maybe yeah some people will disagree with me but that's that's my outlook on the okay. recovery very interesting i think as a um as a as a last question because you know we are here with passion potluck and actually my question is to una to you so you are and i'm a big fan of passion potluck and also a contributor <laughs> but so you are a woman empowered platform. Yes. You know, thinking of this discussion today, what can such platforms do to, you know, um, um, contribute to at least not contribute to the problem, but more of contribute to the solutions? What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. Well, um, I definitely think they should just uh, learn, uh, listen to, for instance, podcasts like these and just educate themselves about uh, eating disorders and then spread their knowledge. Um, but I also think it's just about uh, kind of showing a positive body image, which is the key. Um, but I think actually, Brenda, uh, if you have some thoughts about it, you could also... Uh, how, how can bloggers, what's their role? Can they kind of help... Uh, I think I think it could be helpful if bloggers would put more emphasis on being healthy and I don't mean healthy in the way it's being portrayed at the moment like being fit going to the gym twice a day and um, just eating uh, as healthy as possible but being really healthy being happy and um, also portraying different types of body because mm -hmm. for yeah. if for instance for you maybe uh, a certain body shape is healthy and for me a different body yeah. shape is healthy I mean we're all so different um, and it's about just being healthy not about yeah. how much you weigh if you're skinny or big we will always all be different but yeah. please portray healthy women that, that, that radiate that they are happy that they have things that they do that they love that it's got nothing to do maybe with the way they look um, like for writers or uh, women that, that actually do something that means something to them that's got nothing to do with um, mm. their weight or how they look I mean we are more than you know beings that are there to look pretty Definitely. we can do so many things and let's put more emphasis on what we actually can do rather than what we look like Definitely. I think that's a nice way to that's end a fantastic, this. Uh, um, fantastic uh, last line. <laughs> exactly. For our podcast. Well, thank you a lot, Brenda. And uh, we are excited for our next podcast. And thank you to all the listeners. And have a nice day. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Bye. 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 <laughs>